brothers and sisters today is sunday the first day of the week august the 8th 2020 i pray that um this podcast series will be a blessing to everyone that hears it it's a blessing to me god is so amazing and he is lord of lords he's a great father and he just wants us to know that the truth it's who he is. And we don't need to believe these lies that we've been told or that we, we think or that Satanism has been implanting in our heads and our minds and our beings. Lord God, help us today and all days to be coherent of who you are. To understand who it is that you are to us. And that You don't mean to hurt us at all, but you want to heal us in the places that we didn't even know that we needed healing, but we just need to come to you, God. Seek your face. And those things in which that have been plaguing us will be immediately starting to take place. Lord God, we know that You are a good God. And all you want to do is for us to love you. Because you loved us first. Lord, help us to have a clean heart and a renewed mind and a renewed spirit. Be receptive of your words. Be receptive of your love. Be receptive of your kindness. And be more receptive of your truth. Lord, help diminish, consume the lies that have been told to us time in and time out change our belief system Lord God from believing those lies and starting to believe what your word says Lord help us now be with us as we come today understanding your truth and uncovering us tearing down walls Lord God that were built because of lies. Lord, help us now. Send your Holy Spirit to each and every one of us. Where there's healing that needs to be healed, Lord God, I, I pray, I declare and decree that it's already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, um, brothers and sisters, we're coming from Mark chapter 5. Verses 25 to 34, and I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in a crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I can only, if I might only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging." 
you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this. Who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him. And told him the whole truth. And said, and he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, this woman had been suffering from her affliction, from her ailment for 12 years. 12 years. That's a long time to be dealing with a situation or a problem or an issue of blood. She had an issue of blood like she was, her flow was for 12 years consistently. She had been bleeding for 12 years. She was weak and her energy level had to have been low. She had paid doctor after doctor to fix her and the problem still hadn't been resolved. No matter how much money she had paid, right down to her very last cent, men hadn't been able to heal her at all. I'm sure she was about to just deal with the problem that she was having and just like, I'll never be healed. I'll just have to go with it. But then she heard about Jesus and what he had done for others and the hope that she had in her that she thought she didn't have anymore. That hope still lied dormantly resting inside of her and it returned to her. She hadn't seen Jesus. She'd only heard about him and that hope that she had was the medicine she needed to be free. She wanted to be freed of this affliction and all she needed right then and there at that point to be starting her healing process was her hope. Her hope in Jesus from not seeing him but hearing of all the goodness which he had done and the things that was he had been doing for others was the beginning of her cure. Now we know or we can turn to Hebrews 11.1 1, and it tells us that what this woman had, whether she knew it or not, this is what she had. She had faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This woman hoped for healing and believed if she only touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she'd be made whole. We've never seen ourselves the face of Jesus, but we've heard about him. We've heard of his wonderful works and his miracles that he's performed and how he's raised the dead. He'd healed blinded eyes. He caused paraplegics to walk. But we've never seen him face to face, eye to eye. We've never set our eyes on Jesus, but we believe he is who we heard he is to be. We've heard that he's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a calmer of storms. He's a provider. He's a savior. In verse 27 of Mark chapter 5, it tells us that when the woman had heard about Jesus, she came to him. There was a crowd, so it wasn't easy for her to come, but she kept on coming. She didn't stop. She was very persistent in reaching Jesus. She wasn't about to let people get in the way of her healing. People get in the way of her salvation. People get in the way of her breakthrough. People get in the way of her becoming made whole. Brothers and sisters, we have people in our lives that try to keep us bound in the sins that we're in. Keep us from reaching our true healing, our salvation, our saving grace. 
they get in the way of what Jesus is trying to do for do for us. But we have to be persistent. We have to keep pressing on. We have to keep walking through the crowd to reach Jesus. Guys, you may be a wife or a husband and your wife may be like, well, I don't want to go to church or I don't want to study the Bible. Study, for, study by yourself. You may be a daughter or son and your parents are out of the ark of safety. Mom, dad, can you study with me? Study by yourself. Be persistent. Go to God on your own. You can be that light that brings them to salvation. Keep pressing on. I'm sure this woman had been pushed and shoved and nearly trampled on, but she kept her eyes on the promise, Jesus Christ. We know this that this walk that we walk in Christianity, and it's not easy, especially when you look around and everyone seems to be doing what they want to do, how they want to do it. And they look at you and they tell you that you're dumb for believing in what you believe. You're dumb for the habits that you choose not to participate in, for the foods that you choose not to partake in, ingesting. But just like this woman, we have to disregard the negative and keep on looking for Jesus. Going towards Jesus. Walking the path that leads us to Christ. We have to stay steadfast. Keeping our footsteps walking towards Christ. And focused on our Savior. This woman knew she had an issue and she knew man for sure wasn't able to help her. Why do we seem feel like we need to go to someone that's in the same situation that we are in stuck in chaos and tell them our problems and our issue it's just it's our nature we need to go to the healer the king of kings the lord of lord yes our brothers and sisters in christ are able to go to the father for us in intercessory prayer but let's go to the source especially that someone that's out of the ark of safety What are they going to do? Keep us down and bound. Go to Jesus. She'd been there in, in her affliction for 12 years. She knew that man could not do what Jesus could do. She'd been there. She'd done that. And her issues, her afflictions, her struggles were still there just like some of us we've gone to the wrong source we've been going to the wrong source for years but just like this woman we gotta realize who's the true source who is able to heal us of our issues take care of our afflictions battle our struggles and cause them to diminish She knew that if she could only touch, just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, she would be made whole. Guys, this woman knew she had to go to Jesus Christ, not man, if she wanted a change in her life. She knew that it would only take a small amount of Jesus to start a miraculous change in her life. 
Brothers and sisters, it only takes faith the size of a mustard seed, a small amount of faith, a start to move mountains in your life, to defeat giants, to break chains, to overcome whatever situation we may be facing. It only takes going to Christ with a small amount of faith to make a dramatic, ginormous difference in your life. Now verse, turn for me to verse 29 again, and I'm going to paraphrase, and it says, Immediately, change happened, and she felt in her body that she had been healed of her affliction. Verse 30 even says that Jesus immediately knew she touched him. Why? Because her faith was so strong that even with all the crowd around him, Jesus knew that this woman came with the sincerest, the purest heart. And her faith in him was what it was that he felt. Jesus knew this woman came with all that she had. She had been going through everything. Man couldn't help her. Doctors couldn't help her. Her mom, her dad, whoever she was around could not help her. But she knew Jesus Christ could help her when jesus asked who touched him even his disciples were a bit confused because they only was thinking and seeing through eyes of man jesus was feeling and seeing through the spirit guys man is not able to see how god is working on you in the inside god is on the only one able to see what's going on in the inside not man he can see that he's changing your heart. God can see that he is healing of your afflictions, that he is consuming depression and anxiety, tearing down walls of doubt, uprooting seeds of negativity and defeat. They are looking on the surface. God is looking deep down to man's heart, to the innermost parts of our being. He's not looking through the eyes of man, but he's looking through the eyes of God, you got to believe and know that you are being made whole immediately. Don't allow naysayers and haters to block your blessings and stop your healing of restoration. God wants to free you from afflictions with addictions. He wants to heal your broken heart, to restore your soul, to rejuvenate and revitalize you. So keep pressing on. Verse 32 through 34 goes on to say that Jesus looks around and see her. Even though she was scared, she came to Jesus. She knew that he'd done what he'd done for her. So she fell down on her knees and she confessed to him and told him the truth about what she'd been facing, what she was going through, what she was struggling with. She made herself crystal clear. She made herself transparent, withholding absolutely nothing from Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we can't be afraid to go before God before Jesus Christ and confess to them what we are going through, the issues that are plaguing our lives, that we need healing from the turmoil and the afflictions that are keeping us bound in sorrow and pain. We have to go to the throne of God and fall upon our knees, guys, and confess our needs, what we are battling with, what we need help with. We got to give that to the Lord. Because it is he and he alone who is willing and able to truly heal us from the inside out. 
and make us whole, to set us free. Jesus said, daughter, your faith has been made, has made you well. By your faith, you are better. In other words, there's a change in your life now because you believed and you came to me and you were scared, but you didn't allow situations or people to detour you from making your way to me. Brothers and sisters, we can't allow situations in our lives, handicaps that we're going through to keep us from coming to Christ. Go and be assured that everything is all right is what he was telling her. And he's telling us that right now. When you come to me, just go. And and you go in peace. Knowing that what I've done for you, everything's going to be all right. That I've got your back. Brothers and sisters, don't believe the lies that Satan's been telling you that you can't go to God. That you've been battling whatever it is that you've been battling for years. And it ain't no healing for you. Ain't no help. That's a lie. And and he wants you to stay in defeat. But God doesn't. God knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. He says, come to me who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. God wants to fight for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to cure you of the things that have been going on from generation to generation. Mom to mom to grandchild, father to son. He wants to take you out of the pain. Go to Jesus with faith. It don't have to be much. It don't have to be a mountain's worth of faith. It says a mustard seed can move that mountain. You've heard about Jesus. You've never seen him face to face, but through faith, trusting and believing in him, going to him and confessing what we stand in need of is the cure to all that Satan wishes to keep us defeated in. Don't continue to fall for it. Don't continue to absorb Satan's lies. But tell him it is written. God is for me. He's not against me. He will fight my battles. Have faith, guys. The struggle may be real, but Jesus is the one who heals. Remember that your soul matters and God loves you and he wants you healed. Guys, please go to God and give him your troubles. Give him your worries. Give him your cares. Be transparent with him. Don't be afraid. Satan is a liar. And he wants you stuck right there where you are. But God wants you to be with him in heaven forevermore. He wants you to come out of that darkness into his marvelous light. You may be a, have been struggling with drug addiction for years. Off and on. You, you come out of it, you go back. You come out of it, you go back. But God says, come to me in faith. And I will set you free. It is the truth. Coming to him in truth. With faith. That frees us. From the burden of sin. God's be blessed. Morning brothers and sisters. It's father's daughter. 
and I bring you greetings and my prayer is that as always you guys are seeking God faithfully and listening to his call on your life reading his word and understanding and growing a closer relationship with him Today, we're also going to be going over um, Mark chapter 5, but this time we're going to be looking at verses 21 through 24 and 35 through 43. And the title of this, um, what we're going to be studying is going to be called, Don't Be Scared, Don't Be Afraid, Only Believe. And it reads, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by a boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My daughter lies at point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. While he was still speaking, some came by the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the words spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult of those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, but when he had put them out outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. He then took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement, but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. Here we see a man, Jairus, whose daughter is sick, deathly ill, and he's heard Jesus is in time. I'm sure he's taking his daughter to the doctor and to the physicians in those days. Well, in, in those days, the physicians came to the home, so I'm sure he had called for the doctor to come. And the doctor had came there and said that there was nothing more that he was able to do for the child, but the man, that father was take, wasn't taking the man's no for an answer. That wasn't his, that, he wasn't taking that for a final say. He had heard about Jesus and how he'd healed the sick, cast demons out of bodies and opened blinded eyes. So this daddy knew he needed to go to Jesus if he was to see a change in the outcome of his daughter's life. When the world gives up on you, when doctors say it's all they can do, when no one is able to help mom, dad, sister, brother, grandpa, grandma, we have to go to Jesus on behalf of those we love. It's Jesus Christ who's able to pull that loved one out of the situations and bring them back to life. Drugs, alcohol, sexual morality, depression, nothing is too hard for Jesus to cause life in a situation others have deemed lost or a lost cause, pointless or useless or hopeless. This father went to Jesus, fell down on his knees and earnestly asked, sincerely cried out to Jesus to save his child, to heal her. We must go to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Master Physician. He who has created us all to save those who stand in need of healing. When doctors say there's no more that they can do, no God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, hope for, or even think. 
For he made us and he knows all about us. So who better to turn to on behalf of your child, your grandchildren, your husbands, your wives, your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, your neighbors, your community, your nation, your world, than the creator of each and every one of us. We must fall on our knees and earnestly ask God to help save those we love, save and rescue them. Verse 35 tells us that someone came and told the ruler, the, the father of the little girl, that she had passed away, that she was dead. Family members and friends, we have to ex experience this. We've experienced this while somebody has come and told you that there's no hope. Why keep trying? That they all they can do You've put them in rehab, that you've done everything that you can do. You've done this or you've done that. It's a lost cause. Don't keep worrying yourself over that loved one. But what does Jesus say? Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe. Keep on believing that God will make a way and that that loved one isn't lost, but, kept, but keep on praying and believing God is in control. It's when we allow Satan to poison our minds with lies that it's no longer worth it, that the battle is lost. As long as we keep on fighting to Jesus, trusting a breakthrough, that we will have victory. In Christ Jesus, we see the dead come to life. We see those situations that people have deemed lost or pointless have purpose. Go on to fulfill a ministry for God. Living proof walking, breathing examples of how good God is. We see those that thought that they would be taken by drugs and alcohol come out of those things. We see those who were bound by sexual immorality but defeat the urges and turn from it completely. We see those come out of depression and suicidal thoughts. They come out of it and they are set free in their minds. We, we see symbolically that the dead has come to light. Sleep was awakened into the truth, which is Christ. Verse 38 and 39 tells us that they went into the house. People were, when they went to the, into the house, people were crying and weeping loudly. And Jesus asked them, why, why are you tripping? The girl ain't dead. She, she just sleep. Chill out. I got this. And it goes on to tell us that they ridiculed him. They laughed. They mocked at Jesus. They didn't believe. People may not believe you and think that you're crazy for still praying for your loved one. And that why you still hope. But just like Jesus did in verse 40, it says he put them outside. We have to get away from those speaking death in the lives of the, those we are fighting for in prayer. We have to prune away the voices of negativity and the lies that wish to keep the chains attached to those people we are praying for. Jesus got rid of the haters and had believers around him, strong fighters for God, for the purpose of bringing that person out of their situation and back into life. We have to surround ourselves with believers who will pray with us and not against us. Encourage us to keep on keeping on, to push through, to keep on falling down on your knees and going to the throne of grace on behalf of those we love and care about. 
We have to trust and believe that Jesus will take them by the hand, call them by name, and bring them back to life. Guys, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. But like Jesus told Jarius, believe and surround yourself by believers. Guys, remember, God cares about you. He cares about those whom we love. And your soul and their souls matter to Christ. They matter to God. And he cares so much and loves us so much that he wants to pull us out of those situations. He wants to pull them out of those situations. He wants to release them from the things that are bound in them. But we have to continue to go to Jesus. But it is the cross that sets us free. It is prayer that looses chains. We have to go to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and know that he's making a way. We have to believe. We have to have faith that God is in control and that our prayers are not going void, but God is listening, hearing, and working on our behalf. Remember, God, God's that God's care, God truly cares about you. And your soul matters to him. And he loves you. Be blessed.